Hey guys, welcome to our final episode of today. As promised, I promised you guys that I would review Reign of the Superman alongside the second DLC to Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and I delivered! Yay! Here is the review for the newest DLC for Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Now, if you may remember, the first episode was basically kind of a world-building kind of thing, talking about the assassins, their probable origins alongside Templars, and it seems like that, yes, in fact, they are going with Persia being the origin, as is in the reality. So, it was really cool to see that kind of happen, but now here we are in the second part where we have to fight someone called Tempest. As far as, far as the DLC goes and how much gameplay is, does it have, I would say that maybe it doesn't have that much. Um, it's not as huge as the previous one, but this one isn't, isn't that huge either. I mean, it's not supposed to be as big as the other one, but it, it could have been something that could actually impress people. Unfortunately, it's nothing like that. When it comes to the amount of gameplay and new stuff that it gives you, I will say that, well, maybe it doesn't give you a lot of quests. In fact, you can breeze through all of them without spending too much time. I mean, the, you know, if you spent a lot of time, you know, doing the last one, this one will have, you know, less. It doesn't have to be so much less or so much more. It's mostly okay. So this time around, you don't have any special animals to kill like the last time however you have some um, cool things that you can do and uh, these are mostly you know hunting down the the order of the ancients which to be honest one of them at least seems really really recycled because you have to find a dead body there's a clue on there and then you go to kill the guy and I think to myself that huh I have done this once now, onto the actual story. Let me tell you, this is going to be spoiler-filled because why wouldn't it? It's a DLC. You're either here to actually know what the hell happens in the DLC or you're simply here because you bought the DLC, you played through the DLC, and you want to know what other people think. Well, here we go. As far as the story goes, the story focuses on this woman called Tempest, a Greek woman who is apparently... Um, commanding the armies, the naval army for Order of the Ancients, Amorgus. So, it is actually pretty cool to see that happen. I mean, I think some woman in, re in real life did exist for um, Persia as well. I'm not sure. I, I have heard of something like this. So, like I said, well, I'm not exactly sure, but this was really cool. The modeling and creation for her was actually really good. I think that they went all the way to create her. Um, now, when it comes to, you know, actual story behind it, I might say that, well, it didn't, didn't really impress me that much. Well, the story was actually not bad, but the focus on Tempest being way too much is a little bit iffy. And it didn't really offer anything new in terms of combat. I mean, when I saw her having the flamethrower thing, which they call Chimera's um, breath, that was kind of weird. I thought to myself, holy crap, we're going to get our asses kicked. Who's going to beat that guy? But then, nothing. She comes to you. She doesn't even, you know, have 
um, that flamethrower, you have it, and you beat the crap out of them. And I thought to myself that, why would you do that? You literally destroyed the only exciting thing about this boss. And when it comes to the actual boss fight with the lady, it's nothing too special. Now, I don't know what would have happened if I made some different choices for her, but to be honest, the game didn't really make me that interested either to, you know, go and look for them. And to be honest, everything that happened, it was like, okay, not bad, I'm, I'm on board. But it didn't really get me excited. But as far as the story for Dariush and other goes, um, that disappointed me as well. Not a lot, but rather, well, there was no progress. There is no progress on that front to see what the hell happened to these guys, why are they here, things like that, nothing. In fact, we don't see uh, any progress on many fronts. We do see some progress, which I'll be spoiling in a second. Now, one of the progresses we see for the story is that we actually see Amargus come to Greece to, you know, find his old friend and fight him, apparently. Now, when, he, when we see him, I mean, at first we do see him in the DLC much sooner, and you don't know at first because his design is really, really pretty much the same as every other NPC. So he's not that important, but as soon as they call him Amorgus, I'm like, ooh, oh, so this is the dude. And then you see there's a mark on his hand, a burn mark. Sound familiar? Yeah. It should, because that's what assassins did, if you remember. We never knew why they had the burn marks on their hand, but, well, apparently they, they had a reason. I don't know why. Now it seems that, you know, Amorgus is thinking to himself, you burned me, my friend, I'm going to have my revenge. This is a scar. I'm not sure it was actually a scar or a burning mark. I'm going to go with scar, mainly because, you know, he held the sword in his hand. So... Everything's weird at this point. I mean, we're not sure what the hell is going on. And then we have the biggest surprise, which now many people are saying that you know, this is a controversial move by Ubisoft. Why did they do this? The game was supposed to have choices and stuff like that. Okay, okay. Hold your horses. Well, first of all, the problem is this, that they say, why weren't we given a choice at all when it came to the ending of this um, DLC. The ending that we're speaking of is that when your character actually, uh, I don't know if we can call it married, but they kind of get married and then um, they have a kid. Spoilers. And you have no choice in this. You, you have no voice. If you wanted your character to be a lesbian or gay or even bisexual, now you have to marry this guy and have his child or, you know, the other way around. She will have your child. So it was weird that this kind of a choice was taken away. But if you think of it in terms of story, it makes sense, right? Because how the hell would this lineage of assassins continue if Cassandra was never to have any kids? So not only does she have a kid now, or Alexios, if they... You know, if they do. But the funny thing is now that that child is going to carry the genes. We may not know it yet, but that kid might actually be, you know, an official descendant of um, 
you know, it would actually be an official ancestor to Layla. Though it would be really weird if that happened, I tell you why. First off, this kid has a parentage that comes from Greek and Persia, Iranian people. So if we're to say that now that kid is the ancestor of Layla, it wouldn't make any sense because as far as I know, Layla is not even Persian. She's um, from, I don't know if she was actually Greek, uh, sorry, uh, Egyptian or something, but she wasn't Greek. So it doesn't make any sense to come out and say that, you know, these are these guys, unless that this kid moved a lot, moved around a lot. It, it's better not to do that kind of shit. I mean, it's just like, you know, Altair and saying that, well, Altair, Ezio, then Desmond. Dude, how? So, um, I don't know, but I think that we will play as this kid soon enough. And that maybe it was necessary for Cassandra to do this so that, you know, that lineage would continue with the DNA of assassins or whatever you want to call it. It had to continue. So they had the baby. Now that baby will be a plot device to simply come out and say that, well, this is the answer to all of you who thought she wouldn't have a baby and the story would end. See, she had a baby. Now, I would love to see more about this story what would definitely happen, what wouldn't happen, and I don't know about you guys, but this actually got me excited. I'm, I'm realizing that taking away that decision is a dick move by Ubisoft, but to be honest, it's the story. You cannot, deal, you cannot just you know, come out and say that, well, I want the choice to ruin the story. Why? I'm sure that this will be some uh, weird situation where many people thought that they could have a choice. Maybe so many people didn't like the guy. Uh, but at the same time, just think about it. This is what the story is supposed to be. However, many people will be asking, like, would this be the same for the third DLC? Because if it's going to be the same, what would be even the point of having the DLC if it's not going to actually do something useful? Well, I don't know. I don't know if the DLC... The next DLC, the final DLC, will be exactly like this. I hope not. I hope that it will actually have some lasting legacy. However, I would definitely love to see this kid and more about this kid. I mean, it, it should be like that. However, here's my prediction. I think that Darius will all... Darius... I'm just saying the English version. Darius will actually die. And when he dies, so will, you know, Amorgus. Or maybe Amorgus, you know, will live and plot more. And that's when, you know, basically the husband or wife will have to be sent away with the kid so that, you know, they can uh, live in peace. That's where they go to Persia. That's where uh, the idea of assassins still continues. And it gives birth to the whole assassins idea in a much bigger way. Now, when it comes to, you know, other things related in this DLC, I would say that the story was a little bit lackluster com compared to the last one. I expected a little more, but this kind of development was not that bad either. It was kind of a cool development, but this development came at a price, at the price that the whole story would be focused around some person called Tempest. While her story wasn't that bad, it didn't have a place here. We wanted to know more about her connection to everybody else. Like, why is she so damn important? But while seeing that, it didn't feel like the same. And the boss fight wasn't even that innovative like the last one. 
In fact, this DLC falls a little bit short than the other one. In terms of entertainment, you get a lot of entertainment and you have to give props to Ubisoft for adding ability in the game. And <laughs> I don't know if you heard that cheer, I think our national team just scored a goal. So <laughs> that is kind of, you know, what's happening and, that, and they add abilities and that's a really good thing. They also added this Hephaestus thing. I think that's actually apart from the DLC, but to be honest, Ubisoft is doing the best. Now, I think that this DLC was a placeholder, kind of a filler until the next one, which will be bigger. I don't think it will be bigger than this one of the first episode. I mean, this is just like Insomniac. But I would love to think that there will be payoff, that I would actually see something that relates to Legacy of the Hidden Blade. Because so far, aside from the first episode, I'm not seeing anything that can actually get me excited. So let's just hope that this continues in a better way and that we keep saying good stuff here and that the next DLC will actually be, you know, something interesting. Because so far, the DLCs have really steered away from adding anything to the map, which many people were hoping they would. And at the same time, many people are thinking that, so what would happen to the Atlantis DLC? Does this mean that the Atlantis will not also have something new? Will not, will not add to the map? Will it just be the same map that we already have, but just a few quests? I don't know. Could be. I mean, this seems to be the new thing for DLCs now, but I really hope that it's not. I really hope that they add something of value in Atlantis. We have still no idea how the Atlantis DLC is going to work out anyway, or we're going to play as Layla or Cassandra or Alexios. I still don't know. So, overall, for this DLC, I would have to say that if you're a die-hard Assassin's Creed fan, and if you have yet to purchase this episode or the Season Pass, I would tell you to hold on. Hold off on that purchase. Don't go into the um, uh, store and just buy it right away. Just give yourself a little time to make sure that you know this next piece of DLC will actually have something substantial. Because if it doesn't, there's no reason for you to actually have this DLC. As far as I think, at least. But we're hoping. As far as the score for DLCs go, I would give this one a 7 out of 10. The reason I'm giving it a 7 is mainly because the story didn't add too much uh, to the overall lore, whereas the previous one did. So this is comparing it to the previous one. And while the previous one really did well in adding so much to the lore and being interesting, this one was more like, okay, there's this guy, let's go kill him. Kill her, actually, this time. And in terms of actual story, you get to only see that near the end, which it doesn't excuse Ubisoft. You cannot come out and tell us that, well, we did give you something, go to the end. No, that doesn't excuse you. And in terms of cultists, they weren't that challenging, and I think they were actually less. <laughs> and... Another point that I'm taking is that basically DLC didn't have much to add, whereas the last one added a lot. You could actually play it for several hours at least before you finish it. This one really didn't add that much substance or quests. It was just the main quest and some, you know, killing the cultists. In terms of trophies also, you can actually see this being reflected in the trophy list. Anywho, thank you guys for joining. Like I said, 
don't expect you know be expect this DLC to be groundbreaking or anything. Um, don't go out of your way to buy it right now. Wait till we see what the third episode offers. If it offers anything new and exciting, go for it. If it doesn't, well, then don't buy it altogether. Just go read the story or watch it online. Thank you guys for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this review. Today was a really busy day, and I think this will be the last episode for today unless something of note happens. Other than that, see you guys tomorrow, which will be having some exciting new episodes, and we'll see uh, about, you know, comparing My Hero Academia and Dragon Ball Z mangas in their first 200 chapters, not counting the rest, unless we have to, but... We're just going to compare and see um, how they both do. So, thank you guys for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you guys very soon.